Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. electric factory we've waited and we've waited and we had to wait an extra day than all the other nfl franchises we are finally here arthur motes it is monday it is game day how we feeling Man, we fired up, man. We had a great weekend of sports, man. Regardless of what type of sports you wanted, you had your your, your whole bivy of options, man, between NFL, college football, UFC, NBA playoffs, NASCAR. I mean, you, if you were a sports fan in general, you were in sport heaven I this didn't leave weekend. The couch all oh, yeah, I only want to great. discriminate. WNBA as well. I forgot <laughs> NHL. about them. Tennis. You had. <laughs> yeah, you Listen, Open. it was packed. I love it. Jam packed from start to finish. And we had some awesome storylines i mean you think about some of the big time matchups that took place some of the star players we had some injuries we had great i mean it was just across the board every emotion that you associate with watching games just feeling that normalcy of sports returning along with sports having a purpose too and we talked about some of the messaging that was sent out there and things like that man for me i just thought across the board it was an awesome weekend it was and i gotta say this right away We've seen a lot, right, of the empty stadium games now. We've seen it in the NBA and the NHL. Um, obviously, if you know, if you're somebody who follows soccer, you've seen that in Europe. You've seen empty races with NASCAR. The WNBA has their bubble as well. MLB, right? They're going stadium to stadium, but without fans. So we've seen a lot of different variances of this. Uh, you know, no spectators, mm-hmm. if you will. I thought the NFL did a really good job yesterday. A-, a lot of these leagues, whether again, whether it's Major League Baseball, whether it's some of the leagues that are playing in a bubble. Um, whether it's a foreign league like a European soccer league, I feel like a lot of times the atmosphere and the fake crowd noise, it was cheesy, it was corny, it fell short. You could clearly tell that it was fake. But there were a couple times yesterday watching those NFL games with the crowd noise and all the stuff they were doing. They're like, I forgot for a second there weren't actually fans there. I thought they ran that very smoothly. Yeah, man, I, I will say some, some of the games they definitely did a good job. I know it was a couple I was kind of like, ah, I don't really understand this yeah, part maybe right Maybe it depends here. where you're watching. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 for the majority of the time, man, they did do a really good job with that. And, I mean, they did have the longest time to prepare and kind of figure out that right. ambiance. Right. But, yeah, overall, man, I, I definitely thought they did a good job, though, but – for me, man, I just thought it just looked good. Even when the crowds – I mean, we saw some stadiums where they didn't have anybody there. Uh, I think Jacksonville, they had fans Jacksonville, there. I think were Jacksonville but, and Kansas City the only two that had fans? I think fans. so. Um, in uh, L.A. with the Rams, they had the cutouts 
of people. So, I mean, That's everybody right. kind of handled it differently. But I thought overall, man, it was good because when it was an empty stadium, you had the initial, oh, man, this is kind of awkward. But then once the games got started, you weren't worried about it. Then for the ones that did have fans there, that was kind of cool. Even though I felt like they were still pumping in crowd noise yeah, with that because yeah. I'm like, you're not going to tell me 15,000 Jacksonville fans Making are loud. They don't get loud like Although, that. Although, to be fair, that's about how many Jacksonville fans are normally there. So. Well, no, no, no. Unless the Steelers are playing. When the Steelers <laughs> are playing, yeah. it's, it's sold out. Right. And then you hear, like, crowd noise. So that's why I was kind of like, ah, all right, yeah, you're pumping noise in. It's cool. <laughs> but then even watching the Sunday night game between uh, the Rams and the Cowboys with the uh, the cutout boxes, I mean, it was still cool. I, I, for me, I, I wasn't overly, you know, swayed either way with that. I was just more impressed with the product. Mm-hmm. But I did find it funny, man, that once again, you see guys, what, when they're on the sideline, coaches with masks on. When they're in the locker room, no mask on. But then if they're going off with the coin toss, <laughs> all right, make sure you got a mask. But then if you stand on the sideline, don't. I, it was just I felt like it was overkill. Like, all right, we get it. All right, we, we understand you're trying to push the mask narrative, and rightfully so. But you you preach that, hey, going into open the weekend, all 3,289 players, whatever the number is, nobody tested positive. Yeah, which is amazing. So why is it that the coach has to stand on the sideline with a mask on to call a play in? <laughs> Literally, the guys are in the press box with, with, with the uh, headsets on, talking through the headset with a mask on. I'm like, bro, you're in the in the press box. Nobody is near you. Pull the mask down. Stop looking silly right now because that's how you look right now. But overall, man, like I said, it was was a good opening week for the NFL. Oh, it certainly was. Uh, A lot of compelling games yesterday. We'll get into some of that, obviously, as we go along. A lot to get to today on the show. So it's the return of five-star Friday. I mean, Monday. There we go. There we go. Detail your work. On the program today. Uh, Folks, it is a game day. Uh, so that means that since the Steelers are playing on a weekday, Arthur Motes will bring you his five five-star matchups. Uh, normally we do that on a Friday. Obviously when the Steelers play on Monday or on a Thursday, we do that on game day. You already know, too, since it is a game day, we will have our first 2020 week mm-hmm. one rendition, Arthur Motes, of the Here We Go song. Uh-oh. Oh, I got Uh-oh. some I got some good lyrics for Yins. Uh-oh. Talking about them Giants. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. So we have got a bunch uh, to get to before we get out of here. We've also got a new segment coming at you about 10, 15 minutes from now. Sunday Observations, Arthur Motes. It's a real simple concept, but I watched uh, a lot of football on Sunday. And I have a lot of observations, specifically one about each team in the National Football League. We will get to that here, like I said, in about 10, 15 minutes. We'll also, obviously, throughout the show, take your tweets. Haven't said this yet. Uh, you got about an hour and 50 minutes here to get them in. Predictions of the game score. Thrash is already on the board with his. I got Brian Backos. We'll give ours, obviously, before we get out of here. Uh, predictions, questions, comments, concerns, reactions. You can always find us on Twitter. At Wesley Euler at TheBody52. TheBody. Mozi, yesterday, watching football, <laughs> it felt good, man. It felt really good, but I was reminded of one thing that we always do, and I think even more so particularly this year when we haven't had OTAs and minicamp and rookie minicamp and training camps have been different, less access than normal, and obviously there were not the preseason games. Man, people are really overreacting to the week one results so far. I mean, like, all the teams that won are going to the Super Bowl, and all the teams that lost are going 1-15, and and they need to blow it up and fire everybody. Of course, and then anybody (laughs) that you were a fan of or had controversy around, if they played bad, they are the worst player. I saw people say, hey, Brady is completely (laughs) washed up. He's over with. It's done. I saw people talking about, man, uh, uh, Jared Goff, he looks great out here. Oh, Dak doesn't deserve money. Kyler Murray's going to win the MVP Yeah, absolutely, man. 
game, it, it, Kyler Murray's going to win the MVP. crazy, man. <laughs> Nothing like good old overreaction Monday, man. And I always find it funny because these people will swear up and down that they are completely right based on that performance. <laughs> Regardless of the variables that went into this, regardless of the things that we talked about leading up into these games, but then a week from now when it starts to balance out or two weeks from now, mm-hmm. they will see a totally different tune being sung by these people. So I always enjoy Overreaction Monday, especially week one. <laughs> Me too. Me too. We got some tweets rolling in here. We'll get to those as the show goes along. Uh, Devin tweeting uh, at Wes Euler at the Body 52. Open up the lines of the greatest <laughs> show. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. <sighs> We're working on it, Devin. I don't know about today, but we will play some We'll play some hot ri- hotline roulette at some point this yes, week. Yes, we will. We for will. sure. But like I said, we do have I mean, we got a ton. We're jam-packed here on a game day as we always are when the Steelers like I said, play on a Monday or a Thursday. On the other side here, we're going to roll out a new weekly segment, something that we'll do every Monday that I think you guys will like. It's a a little little around the league, if you will, right? But we're going to call it Sunday Observations. One observation about every team in the National Football League who has played a game so far. We'll do that. We'll have some laughs. We'll share some serious thoughts on the other side as we get closer and closer to kickoff. You know what, Motes? Uh, the pre-pre-game, because you know that's how big the Steelers are. Oh, oh, oh we got a pre-game me. radio show for uh-huh. the Steelers. There's a pre-pre-game show for Holy the Steelers cow. as well, too, on DVE, right? Okay, okay. So we the pre-pre-pre-game show here, I think. I think that's fair to say. We're starting it right now. Hey, man, I'm, I'm over here learning, man, because I'm trying to think how many game day broadcasts me and you were a part of last year. <laughs> Not many. Not right. many. <laughs> Not many, but you know what? We are today. I'm declaring it right now. We're starting the Steelers pre-game. This is the pre-pre-pre-game. All right, before we get to the pre-pre-game and the pre-game, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, keep those tweets rolling in. Sunday observations right around the corner, right here on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Fire up the engines. It's game day, baby. And where better to get you ready than inside the electric factory? Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you here until 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, of course, for all of our displaced Yinzers who are anxiously awaiting Monday night kickoff. I do have to say, Motsi, and I know, you know, we got a lot of Yinzers. Uh, we got our, our buddy Greg and a lot of other people who live on the West Coast that, that tweet us a lot and are a big part of the show. I also got the homie Devin in Denver, too. Devin man. in Denver, too. Yeah. yeah, obviously, he's in a different. That's where I'm going to. Anyone who's in like the West Coast, like the Pacific time zone or the Mountain time zone, I'm jealous. No, nah, that mountain time zone was clutch. I'm jealous. I mean, that's yeah. what? That's like a that's like a 510, yeah. kickoff today. That would be perfect. I ain't gonna lie. When I was in AZ and I was sitting on injury reserve, that was the one thing I enjoyed. <laughs> when it was Monday night or Sunday night football and the game was at 5 o'clock yep. and once it got done, I'm like, oh, I still got time. Thursday night football yeah. starts at 5, 6 I o'clock. Love it. No, it did suck on, on, on Saturday mornings, though, because, like, typically college I like football. to wake up. Yeah, I like to wake up a little later, and I know college football on the East Coast, I got a noon kickoff. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the West Coast, I think 9 a.m. bright and early. Yeah. like, God. <laughs> that would hurt my soccer watching, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Manchester United comes on at 8 a.m. on the East Coast. That's like 5 a.m. out in California. Yeah, that, that was the only That's part that I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of this element <laughs> yeah. of it. But everything but else was cool. For the late games, it's awesome. Like, when you get you know when you get to, like, the NBA Finals and, oh, and, yeah, and the man. Stanley Cup Final and, you like, every game it. starts at yeah. 8.30 our time, like, oh, that'd be so nice. 
on the West Coast for sure. Arthur Motes, we like to have some fun here. It's a new season uh, kicked off in the NFL. This is week one. The Steelers, the penultimate game of week one tonight. You like what I did there? There we go. And so, Arthur Motes, with that, you know, we've got a lot of, uh, you know, as you and I call them, benchmarks of the show. Very true. Right? You know, Five Star Friday. We're going to do it on a Monday today. The Here We Go song. Get that paper. Professor Motes Monday. Best of the West Wednesday. Three Question Thursday, right? we got a lot of different bells and whistles in the business. We call those benchmarks of the show. Things that you can count on every single week that no matter what you know we're going to do. Well, Motsi, I got another one to Uh throw into the conversation here, and I'm going to call it Sunday Observations. Now, we've done this before, okay? I'll crowdsource the segment name. All right, so on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. If you think you have a better segment name for this than Sunday Observations, tweet us, let me know, and maybe we'll adopt it. Now, see, that happened. We used to call Best of the West. I don't even remember what we used to call it. But Mm. then Joe Rokicki, producer from the DVE Morning Show, said, you know what, Best of the West would be a really, really cool name for that segment. So if you want to get your producer chops going on and have some creative input on the show, we're calling it Sunday Observations for now. But it's a quick look around the league. What I did is I've taken every team in the National Football League, Arthur Motes, that has played a game already, and I got like one sentence about them. Okay? I like it. Some good, some bad, some serious, some goofy. That's how we like to roll, right? For the most part, yeah. And you know too, Arthur Motes, that we couldn't unveil a new segment here on the show without Uh-oh. a little music as well. I was going to say, if you ain't got no music, I'm going to feel some type of way. You know what I was thinking about? What kind of music goes with like a goofy observation, quick five or six minute segment? Just a little piano, baby. All right. So we got the tunes in there. It is. All right. Here we go. Here's our inaugural Sunday observations. Arthur Motes. I tried to do this in chronological order of when the teams played. Okay. Home team first. So the Kansas City Chiefs. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Try to tell you guys. The Houston Texans. Bad trades. They're bigger in Texas. The Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson now nine straight wins in the East Coast time zone. Arthur Mm -hmm. Motes, put that West Coast bias aside and give this man his trophy. The Atlanta Falcons. I swear you guys have been the same team for like four years now. The Cleveland Browns. (laughs) You could have drafted literally anyone. And you took Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. The Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, still pretty good. The New York Jets. Yeah, still pretty bad. The Buffalo Bills. I tell you what, Josh Allen's accuracy might be the only thing that can hold you back. I do think that that pass that was intended for Diggs in the back of the end zone just Mm -hmm. landed on Pluto finally about an hour ago. The Las Vegas Haters. Viva victory. Las Vegas. Carolina. Matt almost ruled the day for the Panthers, but just came up a little bit short. Chicago, the Bears. Is Mr. Trubisky back? Detroit, uh, I swear, too. You've been the same team for like nine years now. The Indianapolis Colts, Phillip Rivers. You know, Motsi, I could have sworn he left the Chargers because he was always down a touchdown with two minutes left. Mm-mm-mm. And then he went to the Colts where he got the ball back down seven with two minutes left. Jacksonville. Tank for Trevor? More like make way for Miss You Mania, baby. The Green Bay Packers. You already know who I'm talking about. <laughs> He's a bad man. Minnesota Vikings. Perpetually stuck with the third best quarterback in the division. That's got to that's be rough. Mm-mm-mm. Miami, the Dolphins. Thanks for nothing. New England. (laughs) Only you guys, only the Patriots could lose the best quarterback ever and still have the best quarterback in the division. Only you guys. 
Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh, we can do a whole segment on this. But geez, you know what? I'll take it easy on you and I'll just tell you, save some injuries for the rest of the league, would you? I mean, geez, you guys are hogging all the injuries over there. Save some for the rest of us. And man, figure out the offensive line and figure out the quarterback and woof. Washington undefeated in the football team era. I've been trying to tell you guys this Euro thing was pretty cool. I've been trying to tell you. The Washington football team, they're back. Los Angeles, the Chargers. It feels pretty nice to have someone else blow it at the end, doesn't it? (laughs) And speaking of which, Cincinnati. Hey, Joe. Welcome to the jungle. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, just, I don't know if you guys saw it, but about halfway through that game, Father Time checked in just to let everybody know he's still undefeated. The New Orleans Saints. Yeah, that was a heady play, you know, taking away the Bucks' starting quarterback, making them sign somebody else, bringing in the Bucks' quarterback as your own backup. It's a veteran move right there. The Arizona Cardinals hopping their way to victory. See what I did there? <laughs> Buy stock now in that team. The San Francisco 49ers. Hey, <laughs> at least you didn't sign Tom Brady. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, a bad call went against you? That's a shame. And the Los Angeles Rams. Last but not least, I think Ramsey's been watching either a lot of soccer or a lot of bubble basketball. Way to sell it at the end there, baby. Way to sell it. Arthur Motes, those are my Sunday observations. (laughs) I like it. What do you got for me? What do you got for me, huh? I like it, man. So shoot. I mean, I'm I'm about to just hop right in with you. If that's all right. I mean, I, you know, this is a new segment for both of us over here. But man, when I look at the Texans, man, I say, "Whoo!" I know you missing D Hop right oh. now. Lord have mercy, he looked awesome. His bad trades are bigger in Texas. No question, man. When I think of the Chiefs, yes, they are still very, very good. Seahawks. You called it, man. Russ, come on. That's the MVP. If he don't get a vote this year, man, you need to throw the whole <laughs> voting system away. Give him at least a vote. At least one vote. Falcons, come on, Atlanta, man. Y'all can't play defense today, tomorrow, next year, the year before that. Y'all just, it, it, you got holes. You got big holes on defense, man. When it comes to the Browns, Baker, Baker, Baker. At least your commercial look good, though. <laughs> your commercial look good. I'm, I'm over here getting covers for your seats as well, man. I'm with it. Ravens, as good as advertised, and shout out to Lamar Jackson. Once again, not bad for a running back. The Jets, Adam Gase. I don't even want to put it all on the Jets because it can't be just the Jets. A lot of that is Adam Gase, man. They just bad. Just bad. Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. Good, but you got to detail your work. Josh Allen, too many, too many mishaps, baby. Raiders. The Raiders? The Raiders? Super gritty. I like it. Old school Raiders. Oh, yes. That was the old school that we love for the Panthers. Rue, you are too smart for yourself. Fourth and one game on the line, and you give it to who? Almost, the almost ruined the day. You you almost a, the day. a fullback when you got CMC? What's the point of paying McCaffrey if you're not going to give him the ball fourth one with the game on the line? Just make it make sense to me, it baby. It does not make sense. Chicago Bears. Trubisky trying to show something? Dropping dimes? Clutch moments? Or Michael Jordan in the fourth I quarter like for it. Chicago. For the Lions, Swift, be the hero. Come on, <laughs> man. Be the hero. Jeez. Swift disappointment there in Detroit. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. For the Colts, huh, new uniform, same old Phillip Rivers. <laughs> Mr. Inconsistent. He going to look good at some points. The first half looked real good. Then he goes back to being Phillip. 
for the Jags. They're not tanking for, uh, for Trevor. They are the bad news bears. They find ways to get the job done. I like it. <laughs> for the Packers, A-A-Ron. He don't care about who you drafted. He don't care about, oh, we need more weapons. That boy said, look, I still got the juice. How this 40 burger look? Beautiful, beautiful. Or close enough to a 40 burger. He's a bad man. No question. Vikings. <sighs> Y'all are the y'all like the little little brother, you know what I mean? Like it, it just says what it is. You're never gonna be the big dogs in that division right now with Aaron Rodgers. We know this. Just keep your chin up. That's all. Keep your chin up. Dolphins. <sighs> Fitz magic. Ah, it wasn't too magical yesterday, man. <laughs> Not at all. For the Patriots, Cam Newton is back. Man. <laughs> Look. Good. He looked real he good. He looked good. The celebrations looked, were on point. He looked sharp and, in that uniform, and, too. And he kept his chain, too. You ain't taking his chain. That puts some respect on that man. For the Eagles. I'm glad you paid Jason Peters a little bit more money. <laughs> but y'all going to need that Nick Foles to come back or something, man, because it's a bad situation in Philly, baby. Washington football team. Hail to the football team. Hail to the football team. Chase Young and that D-line. Oh, my goodness. You got to love it, baby. For the Chargers, shout out to my 757 brother, Tyrod Teller, a.k.a. Mr. Game Management to the fullest. <laughs> like I said, he ain't going to kill you. <laughs> he going to let you beat yourself. And that's what Cincinnati did. That's exactly what they did. And speaking of Cincinnati, man, Joe Burrow, you deserve better than that, man. Oh. How, how, does you, how do you lead the game when a driver, your kicker gets hurt on the game when a field goal? I cannot make this up. Only in Cincinnati. And shout out to Randy Bullock, too, man, because he did help us get a dub here or there before he took his talents to Cincinnati. But unreal. For the Bucks, I know Father Tom is in the building. I know we in the midst of talking about time. Y'all going to need a lot more time, all right? Because that <laughs> performance yesterday, oh, wait, God. Now, I understand the Saints are the real deal, but oh, wait, God. <laughs> you have to figure that one out real quick. Yeah, man, time is not on your side. With the Saints... Come on, man. It's a party always in New Orleans, man. They still look really, really good. And I know I know, my man Wes loves Sean Payton going for the juggler. In the fourth yeah, quarter, the double pass with Taysom Hill to, to Alvin Kamara. Wow. That, you, know that, you know what that reminded me of? Um, Woody Hayes one year, the, the you know the legendary uh -huh. coach from Ohio State. They were pound, I mean they're beating Michigan like thirty five yeah. to seven one year. <laughs> they score a touchdown at the very end of the game. Woody Hayes goes for two. Go for two, man. And in I his love post game it. press conference. They, they asked him, Woody, what you know you're up four scores, five scores. Why'd you go for two there at the end? And his answer. One of my favorites in sports history uh -huh. because they wouldn't let me go for three. <laughs> Beautiful, man. I love it. So shout out to the Saints and Sean Payton for that. For the Cardinals, D-Hop is a godsend for Kyler Murray. Oh. Kyler Murray should be thanking his football gods for the D-Hop trade and more importantly, thanking Bill O'Brien for that tomfoolery that he just committed by sending D-Hop there for Dago and David Johnson. Who you talking about who won that trade? I wish we could go back. You know how you pull up them tweets? I wish we could pull up them tweets for the first quarter of that oh. Texas Chiefs game when David Johnson scored, and they're talking about, man, look, Texans won that trade, man. Man, oh, man, David Johnson had turned the clock back. Okay, it sound real good until D-Hot went out there for 14 catches, 151 of them big boy yards. Arthur Mutz buy stock in the Cardinals now. Oh, without a doubt, man. Except Isaiah Simmons. He's going to take some time. I mean, he's he's going to need some he's time. He's going to take some time. He's going to take some time. <laughs> for the 49ers, Trent Williams, you so mean. I know it's everyone's so seen the viral play by now of him just absolutely destroying. Oh. Said linebacker who will forever remain nameless oh. because God, man, that's the type of hit that I'm gonna go see you in the parking lot. All right, the game is over. I gotta go pull a Joey Porter on you. I'm 
catching you at the bus for hitting me like that, man. Only way you getting out of here alive, baby. Dallas, Dallas, complain about the, the, oh, man, we got a penalty. But at the same time, you had a penalty. They, they, they let go away to turn into an interception. We all seen the picture of Jared Goff getting absolutely mugged by Alden Smith. Shout out to Alden Smith, by the way. He looked good. But he overall, did. man, y'all got to stay healthy. Y'all just not healthy. Y'all got to stay healthy. And then for the Rams. Shout out to Jared Goff, man. He's showing he's deserving of that number one overall pick. And if you got to compare him versus Carson Wentz Ooh, yesterday, that's I'm no just comparison. saying it looked really good that's for no Goff, comparison. baby. <laughs> there it is, our inaugural Sunday observations. We got a couple tweets here from people, Motsi, with some name suggestions. Thrash, uh -oh. Thrash says, what about Monday Mussings? You know, I don't ever know if the word's pronounced Mussings or Moosings, but I know what he's talking about there. Uh, I, was gonna um, say, I don't think I've heard that word before. Yeah, and you know, we actually, um, at, uh, at WVU, there was an article in the, uh, the student newspaper mm -hmm. called Mountaineer Mussings. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, Mussing is a noun, a period of reflection or thought. So that oh, does apply. Okay, okay. I like that one, Thrash, you know, especially with the, uh, the Mountaineer ties in there. Brian says here, how about around the league from east to west? Ooh. Uh, okay, I see okay, what okay. you did there. I like it. I like Mitch it. Mitch says Sunday snapshots, you know, mm, like snap, okay, snapping okay, the football. Okay, okay. I, I like what you guys are respect, working with there. Brethren, respect. I like what you guys are working with there. Um, Arthur Motes, yeah, we did get it. We got some tweets here too. I know Zombie, our buddy Zombie Mosh sent one saying uh, Arthur Motes better roast Carson and them Eagles today. Oh, boy, dude, boy, them boy. and the Detroit Lions. What happened? No, 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 no. I don't even want not not, not, not Detroit because let's be real. Detroit is a drop wide open. Well, that's true. Drop that's just what Detroit from, does. Yeah, that's just can, what Detroit does. If DeAndre does. Swift catches that pass, we're singing a totally different tune about Detroit. We're singing a totally different tune about the Lions as a whole. But, I mean, it literally hit him right in the hands. No coverage around him. It was you a gotta, beautiful you throw and catch. Play. You gotta make that play. I you, just, side note, did you hear the Lions radio call of that? No. Oh, it was like the most devastating. Because, you know, oh, the, like it's like they've got it queued up with the video and like, you know, yeah. right away they're like, touchdown! Touchdown, Lions! Swift in the back of the end! And then, the, you know, the color guy's like, oh, no. Oh, he dropped man. it. He dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> that that definitely hurt seeing that, and I felt bad for the young boy too because I know as a rookie, first game jitters are oh, real. For sure, I mean you talk about no preseason. We said, man, it could be fifty fifty how guys perform, and for that to be your your first know, impression for the city stinks. of Detroit, it like does. that, that's tough, man. So I felt a little bit bad for him in that regard, but. Man, when we talk about Philly, Philly's situation was drastically different. Cool. Now, we knew Philly had injuries. We knew they had some uh, some inefficiencies with their team between the holdouts. I mean, not holdouts, but the guys not playing because Locked of COVID outs, yeah. and things like that. But to be up 17-zip against the Washington football Dude. team, there was no reason why they should lose. They should have lost that game. No. But then you saw, I don't know, what was in that Ivy that Ron Rivera got at halftime? But it was it reminded me of Space Jam <laughs> when you saw them say, get Michael Secret stuff. Man, whatever they had in that IV, though that team came out so inspired. They did. The big time play. Shout out to my man Jimmy Moreland, JMU Duke, yep. getting a big time interception. Yep. Man, but you just saw that D-line take over Ryan Kerrigan, Chase Young. And by the way, Chase Young, as good as advertised oh, from start to finish. You kidding wow. me? Wow. Wow. You kidding me? But for me, man, that was the biggest thing that I took away from it. And then Dwayne Haskins, he did just enough. I mean, when you look at his numbers, they weren't gaudy at all. They're not going to blow you away. And if you just look at the statistics, yeah, you will think that, man, he played really bad. But ultimately, man, he, he did what he needed to do. And he's still obviously growing and developing. It's going to take more time because we talked about how they had to change their whole running system. Right. You know, a couple of days before the game, once they released uh, Adrian Peterson as well. But, man, just super gritty performance, and they got to ride that wave of that D-line.
that's the key. That D-line, man, if they can keep playing like that and creating havoc, that's going to look like that New York Giants team that we talked about earlier that uh, that went and beat that New England Patriots just team, rush man. Four just and everything else will take rush care of Rush four, play coverage, man. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, your coverage guys will look a lot better when you got a front four oh. like that because that ball is coming out so much faster. And man, yeah, they just look real good. But yo boy, yo boy, they are Vince. in a they're in a oh, bad wait. like they're in a bad place. I mean, there's oh, no way to sugarcoat it, right? We talked about the Monday overreaction. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is an overreaction if oh, you're no, talking in terms all. of the Eagles. Well, when you look at the injuries that they have along that offensive line, those guys aren't coming back. The anytime injuries soon. aren't coming back anytime soon. Uh, your opt-outs aren't coming back, and, like, and your opt-outs aren't coming back anytime soon. And we could talk about how you just did how the Washington uh, football team uh, has a very good front. I don't care. You can't give up eight sacks. Like you yeah. cannot give up eight sacks. Eight sacks is brutal. And then man. Wentz with the two just terrible interceptions. Uh, they're in a bad place, Motes. They really are. And and I think for them, what could be the worst? You know, if they have another year of like injury plagued season, you know, they end up going eight and eight, something like that. Like just another kind of treading water type season. What's your what's your like? decision point going to be this summer on Wentz or ooh, on, ooh, ooh. The, on the future I know the of the answer. team or on I know the window. The answer. You're calling up Chicago and you're saying, look, man, y'all got your risk. Can I get my boy Nick <laughs> back, please? Can I please get Nick Foles, Nicholas Foles, you know, Nicholas, the Super Bowl MVP? Saint, you know, can can I get time, that guy back? December yeah, rolls in absolutely. And bring in can, can, can I please have him back? But see, he's making bigger money now, too, isn't he? He, he would take a pay cut to come back to Philly, yeah. though. We know that. Would he? I don't know. I don't know if I would. I would. would you take a pay cut to play behind that offensive line? <laughs> <sighs> you're right. You're right. But he they're, loves they're Philly. Bad, and Philly loves him, though, man. They, they got a good relationship with Philly. He does have a good relationship with Philly. Philly certainly loves him, but they're they're not in a good place, the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles are in a good place. I The Jets are certainly not in a good place. I don't think the Browns are in a good place. Now, again, it's week one. Right, the the overreaction stuff. We Man, get I just it. thought the Browns. I thought they upgraded their offensive line. But yeah, there's. It, it did not appear that it way. It did I, not appear that way. I thought it, Baker got better. It did not appear that it way. It did not appear that way. He's still missing throws. He's and, and, and what was up with Odell? Odell. I, man, for the first half of the game, I thought Odell was holding out. He looked like a number two wide receiver. I thought he opted out. Now Jarvis Landry, on the other hand, Jarvis looked good. I like Jarvis. Last one here before we. Uh, before we come back here, we'll sing our Here We Go song as we get into the second hour and really start to dive into Steelers matchups. Last kind of around the league one for you here. All right, what's going on with your boy Josh Allen? I mean, I watched Buffalo. They're looking like a really good team, but I just that no, quarterback, I'm glad, I'm glad. I need a little bit more from that quarterback. No, no, no. See, I'm glad you said that because this is overreaction Monday, and I knew everyone was going <laughs> to overreact on that throw, and it was to John Brown in the back of the end zone. Oh, okay. I digs. Not digs. But, if you look Man, at it, my man, joke it, fell flat. Well, no, this is the thing, man. When you watch the tape, man, it was pretty simple. He just had had to get his feet better, and that's the one of the. When we talk about the detail that he needs, those are the differences between your elite quarterbacks and your really good quarterbacks. You look at guys like Ben, Drew Brees, Brady. Um, we can go down the list of all these quarterbacks. Mahomes, their footwork. Russell Wilson, another guy. Their footwork yeah. when they're making these throws on the run. When you're in the pocket. You don't necessarily have to have the best foot or because you're square already and you're going downfield. But when you're moving, especially Josh, he's a right-handed quarterback, rolling to rolling his left, to left. If your footwork isn't right, now you're asking to have to, to put elite-level accuracy and control on the pass. And we talked about with Josh, he's still improving in accuracy, but he's not elite in terms of those guys. They can. It doesn't matter how your right. foot is. They can make those throws. Right. I thought that was the biggest takeaway, man. Footwork more consistently. And then for him, if he holds on to the ball, they score 50 that game because he had two fumbles 
in the red zone where he already broke two, three tackles. So for me, I looked at it like if that's his low point of the season, that's his worst game, they're going to be a really good team because we looked at that. I mean, we saw how they were dominating the game even with two fumbles in the red zone, even with that missed throw. So when I'm looking like, man, that's 21 points, easily, easily correctable too on top of that. Easily correctable. So I think, man, with Josh, he's going to be fine. But it's overreaction Monday. So it's overreaction goes, Monday. Man. We got to talk about everything. Oh, everything yeah. that we're oh, overreacting yeah. to. But trust me, man, that, that's the biggest thing, man. With his foot, his footwork, he doesn't have that type of accuracy where he can just crazy leg it. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, you have to make sure your feet are good, your shoulders are square when you're making that throw, especially rolling out to your left. If you're rolling out to your right, it's a little yeah. bit easier. It's your dominant hand. But when you're throwing across your body like that, that's going to be a little difficult. But yeah, they're going to be good. They're, is that is that topic uh, number one today in Buffalo on Victory Monday? Josh Allen still, or you think it's you think they're going optimistic with with the defense and some of the other stuff? I, I we think saw? I think outside of Buffalo, people will talk about the Josh Allen element of it. But seeing his growth over the past two years, like I said, that throw was an easily correctable throw. Him putting the ball on the ground two times, but I'm more concerned about yeah. that throw. And that was more so just. After he broke a tackle or two, he just got comfortable, didn't protect the ball, two hands on the ball. Once he starts doing that consistently, man, like I said, that's tw- you imagine those 21 points on the board. Now they're looking at close to 50 points. Him, instead of you know having just right. two passes, now he's looking at having four or five touchdowns. We're right. singing a totally different tune about wow, Josh. that Josh Allen. Absolutely. Yeah. We're talking about a five-touchdown game, first 300-yard passer since who knows when. I think since Fitzpatrick maybe up there. Huh. That, oh, no, no, since Tyrod Taylor, he took okay. him to the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. So when you think about all that, that's how easy the narrative can change with Josh. So that's why I don't think that in Buffalo they're panicking on that a lot because they know those are easy. Like his first year, those misses he were having, bad. Like you would see throws like that in the end zone. He'd be standing five, in the pocket six, seven and he'd times. just overthrow right. somebody by 10 Correct. yards. Yeah. Whereas yesterday, man, that wasn't the case. It was really just that one. But because of it being in the end zone and how bad it looked, of course that gets talked about a lot, man. Oh, Adam Gase and those Jets. Yikes. Oh, man, and, and, I, and I'm a little upset, too, because I know the narrative. This is another overreaction narrative, right? We, we started seeing the, oh, man, look, look, shout out to the Bill. I mean, shout out to the Steelers for not paying Le'Veon, man. I tell you, it was a bad <laughs> pick know, up this I and know. that. Anyone who watched how he got hurt, it's a reason why that's a flag. It's a reason why in practice you never – I'm talking like under any circumstance, the, the two rules, you don't touch the quarterback and you never pull a guy jersey when he's running by you because that's how you pull your hamstring. It does not matter how in shape you are or not. If you're running full speed and a guy yanks you back like what yep. happened with Le'Veon, yeah. you're pulling a hammy. It's, that's the biggest no-no when it comes to football. So when I saw that, I'm like, it's unfortunate, but as soon as I saw the national media jump on it, oh, yeah, see, that's why you don't leave Pittsburgh. If you, love, if you right. never leave Pittsburgh, right. that happen. Man, that could happen in Pittsburgh as well. Is this? It's not a dirty play because it wasn't intentional. I mean, when you get beat, the first thought is, let me grab, let me try to catch up. Right. But it's dangerous because that's what happens when you pull guys. That's why you see in practice all the times. Coaches are like, never grab a guy's jersey because that's a hamstring waiting to happen, man. Unfortunate. But at the same time, man, now it's going to give Gay some more time to just get himself up out of there. And then from there, man, <laughs> Le'Veon can go ahead and either stay or go and do whatever he needs. But, yeah, just unfortunate situation, man. Yeah, and he said, of course, after the game that he was mad at himself for letting Lev Bell go back in there in the second half. Well, yeah. coach. Coach's decision, that's right? That's your job, partner. That's your job. <laughs> Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, rolling along here. We will close out the first hour on the other side. We'll start to get into some Steelers conversation 
will sing the Here We Go song for the first time. Ooh, can't wait, can't wait. Week one, Giants edition of the Here We Go song. That's on the other side. Keep those tweets rolling in. At Wesley Euler, at the Body 52. The Body. Get us your game prediction as well, too, before the last segment of the show, and we will read it on air. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Euler and Motes on a game day, fired up for some football on Monday night. We'll have the Here We Go song for you um, in just a moment here, Arthur Motes, as it's really, I mean, it's just really starting to feel like a game day here. Uh, I did want to get to this tweet from Jeff. Uh, earlier on, you know, we were talking about the time zones and the benefits, you know, of these late night, the prime time sporting events. Maybe if you live in the mountain time zone or you live on the West Coast time zone. Uh, Jeff says, don't be too jealous of us living on the West Coast. These fires are a nightmare and living in all this smoke is havoc. But thank goodness Steelers football will be on tonight. We no, no, he is right about the fires, man. I got oh, obviously I got yeah. my, uh, my prayers, in-laws are out there. Yeah, thoughts Ooh. and prayers to everybody Rough. out on the West Coast who's going through that. Uh, stay safe, stay yeah. healthy, without a doubt. What a year, Arthur Motes. Twenty, you know, I'm still, I'm just waiting on those. Uh, what are they? Those killer hornets, right? That we were supposed to I get. I thought at they some were here and then they left. I, I don't know. I I'm just waiting the, on those killer hornets. That's all we need. They said they had the lifespan of a cicada or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Although I will say this: yeah, 2020 has been a crazy year. But at least it appears we got the same old Browns here early. <laughs> hey hey I like it. All right, Arthur Motes. I mean, without further ado, should we jump right into this? I mean, it does feel like you're supposed to, right? I think so. So for those not familiar, you know, our a lot of our loyal listeners, you know, the lit one Rebecca has lit, been tweeting about this. Uh, Thrash and David have been have been excited in anticipation of this. But for those of you who maybe, you know, maybe we picked up some new listeners during the offseason or during training camp. Uh, maybe you're just new to SNR in general. Welcome. You know, this is Steelers Blitz on SNR here. Uh, one of the things that we started doing last year... Um, not uh, a little before halfway into the season. It was Ra- it was the first Ravens game last year, so I think that was week five, six, yeah. something like that. Or, you know, maybe which, was, which your boy Winky was week four, maybe it was it was earlier it was on early in the on. season. Yeah. Yep, and um, just you know, we so goofily happened along to uh, talking about the the classic Steelers "Here We Go" song. Here we go. And um, you know, I made a joke about how in Pittsburgh we prefer French fries and ketchup, and that we have no love for uh, you know for crab cakes. Like they do in Baltimore. Can't well, stand a crab cake. The listeners enjoyed that. You know, Moats and I had a little, you know, just a little ad lib in the Here We Go song about the Baltimore Ravens. We decided to make it a regular thing. It lasted all year. And like I said, Motsy, the people have been clamoring for it this offseason. All right, so here we go. Here's the return of the Here We Go song, week one, New York Giants edition. Okay, wait, full transparency. I had to stop the song for a second, Arthur Motes. Because we messed up. Because. Listen, the people know, right? I'm nothing if not honest. I'm nothing if not honest, Arthur Motes. I forgot that I'm going to need headphones for this. That makes two of us. 
I forgot that I'm gonna need headphones for this or else I'm not gonna be able to hear the song, so I'm not gonna know when to sing. So, rewind. Uh, you guys oh, are saying, everybody funny. knows Ace Ventura. All right, let's see that again in slow motion. <laughs> I don't know who was looking for their headphones more frantically, me or you. I'm over here, I'm plugging and plugging in, it was bad. <laughs> let's try that again. Oh, now we're ready, Mozi. Oh, yeah, we cooking, we cooking. I gotta turn my microphone down a little bit, because, you know, I tend to get fired up when we do this. I mean, you're supposed to. All right, here we go. Week one, Giants edition. Finally made it. It's time for the show. We here. New York and Pittsburghians already know. Pittsburgh over New York. Hope Danny Dimes is ready to run for his life because here comes TJ cutting through that O-line like a knife. Here we go. Sing, sing, wing, wah, wah, <laughs> Let's get it, baby. You know we cutting through a like night, man. TJ Watt doing his thing. Can't wait. Pittsburgh over New York anyways. Better for taxes. No traffic. Let's go. Euler. Woo! First game for Joe Judge. Tough with no fans. He's no judge. But I think I already know his plans. Oh, yeah, we know it. Saquon left. Saquon right. But Big Cam, hey, we're going to stuff them all night. Here we go. Saquon don't want no problems, man. Ohio State over Penn State any day. Let's go. All right, you know I got to finish out talking about the quarterback, Come on, man. Right? Get him right, Wes. Get him right, Wes. Last verse. Woo! Big Ben is back in the fold. Number seven. That's great news for the black and gold. You got to love it. Tonight at kickoff, we'll all be in heaven as we begin to climb that stairway to seven. Here we go. Man, we getting number seven this year, man. Big Ben back. He feeling good. You know we ain't playing no games. What's the Eula dropping that? You heard me that? Fire! New York Giants. Nah, nah, nah. They're the New Jersey Giants, and they definitely not football Giants. They ain't been Giants since Eli, and he's not elite anymore. So it does not matter, baby. What's the Eula telling them what's up, man? You already know. Steeler Nation. Steelers. Oh, Arthur Motes. Here we go. Oh, man. Let's Week go. one edition. That feels good. Man. It felt really good. Uh, hey, long overdue. You did not lose your touch in the hype department, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. I mean, you had me ready. You should have seen I was knee stumping hey. over here. And I'm like... It's like I'm, uh, you know, it's like I'm listening to a John Denver tune. Hey, man. man. Stomping and shaking. And Listen, making. man. I'm just trying to give the people what they need, man. And look. In that situation, my job is to be the hype man. So if I hype it up, I want to be like the puff daddy of hype man. I'm shiny suit jumping in the background hype man. Like, I want you to know we getting it turned all the way up, I want you to be puff daddy and not shook night. No, 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 no. I'm dancing in the back of the video. You're dancing in the back of the video. You're getting in on the videos. You're hyping it up. No question. I love it. We got some uh, we got some tweets already about uh, about the song. We've got more predictions rolling in. So give us you know give us your critiques on the song for this week. Uh, give us your game day prediction score for tonight as well. We will get to all of your tweets in the second hour of the show at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. To start the second hour of the show. All right, it was my turn there to have some fun. Oh, buddy, it's Arthur Motes' turn to take the microphone and stand in the spotlight and give the people what they want. A little five-star Monday today. We will start hour number two of the show. What are the five biggest matchups that will determine the outcome of tonight's game between the Steelers and the Giants? 
Well, who better to let you know than the body himself? We will do that to start hour number two inside the electric factory. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? This game deal fired up. Well, that's good. Me too. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, hour number two inside the electric factory on a game day at Steelers Blitz on SNR. We are juiced up. We are charged up. We are fired up. Any adjective that you want to put that can also be used to talk about energy and put the word up afterwards, we're that too, Arthur Motes. We are ready to roll tonight in prime time at MetLife Stadium on the shores of New Jersey, outside of the Big Apple It's the Giants. It's the Steelers. Two of the most iconic franchises in football history. The Rooney family. The Mara family. Ten Lombardis between the two franchises. But only one winner tonight. And who better to tell you how tonight is going to play out? You know, he can't tell you exactly how it's going to play out, obviously, because if he could, I mean, then he'd be telling the future, and him and I would just be living in Vegas making that paper. We wouldn't be doing this for a living. You ain't never lied there, baby. You ain't never lied. He can't tell you exactly how tonight's going to play out, but what he can tell you is the five determining factors that will lead to a Steelers victory or a Giants triumph tonight at MetLife Stadium. Motes, I've been waiting for this for you. Long time. You. They made us wait a couple of Come on, Normally man. We would have had this on Friday. So they you know, holding they made, me back from being great, they man. They made us wait until Monday. So it doesn't matter if it's on a Friday, if it's on a Monday. At some point this season, we might even do it on a Thursday, Arthur It don't Motes. matter, man. I'm going to give it to you the way you need it. But it's time <sighs> for a five-star matchup. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five Star Friday matchup number one. Alrighty then, baby. Five star matchup, and you know we gotta kick it off the right way, and that's the linebacker way. You thought I was gonna start the 2020 season off without talking about a linebacker matchup <laughs> for my five star matchup? Come on, ladies and gentlemen, man. I gotta go to that five five, Mr. Devin Bush versus Saquon. Barkley. Ooh. Now, this matchup is intriguing, man. This is where you get your money at right here. We know what Saquon is since he's coming to the league. He's arguably been the top back. From a running standpoint, an out-the-backfield receiving standpoint, he can do it all. But we drafted Devin Bush for a reason. We moved up in the draft the first time since Rod Woodson to draft this man, Devin Bush. And, man, did he impress that rookie season. As the year went on, he got so much better against the run in the past, trusting his instincts, ultimately yes, playing fast. And in this matchup, he's going to be tested right out the gate. But I believe that Devin Bush is ready to take that next step. I believe that everything we saw on tape last year is only going to get a lot better this year now that he is so much more comfortable. And what better way to introduce the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers defense than for Devin Bush to go out there and win that matchup against Saquon Barkley? I cannot wait, baby. I cannot wait. Bush, Barkley, Big Ten on Big Ten. I love it. Five-star Friday. Matchup number two. All right, man. Now, you know I'm going to stick with that defense one more time here, baby, because we got a 
Defensive Player of the Year candidate, along with the guy who just went for 10 of them sacks, is on a franchise tag against high pedigree guy and Andrew Thomas and Cameron Fleming. Take that for how you want to take it. But this is a matchup, man, that the outside linebackers here in Pittsburgh need to absolutely dominate. If you're Andrew Thomas and your first time seeing NFL action is on Monday night versus TJ Watt and Bud Dupree, holy smokes. If you're Cameron Fleming, look, we know you tried to have a little success in New England. It wasn't the best. We know you tried to have a little success in uh, Dallas. It wasn't the best. And now you're going to try to have a little success in Josh. You're following the trend here, right? It's the reason why in seven seasons you bounced around a little bit here, big fella these two edge rushes right here wait i hope you are ready for a long night look this one of them games if you got a wife and you got children you tell them hey look babe don't watch this game watch next week because it could get a little gory because that's what i'm expecting from mr player the defensive player of the year candidate and tj Watt, and mr i'm ready to get paid the big time bucks bud dupree they should dominate this matchup from start to finish i just don't see a scenario where Fleming and Thomas can neutralize those two guys in game one. Thomas can be a really good tackle down the line, and we think he will be. But out the gate, we talked about it, man. These tackles, these young tackles struggled. Makai Becton was a prime example yeah. yesterday versus yeah. Jerry Hughes. Jerry fed him his lunch all day long. And newsflash, TJ Watt's a lot better than Jerry Hughes. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there, okay? Yes, he is. So with that being said, man, TJ Watt, Bud Dupree versus Cam Fleming and Andrew Thomas. Little tackles versus the edge guy. Gotta love it, right? Yeah, gotta love it. Five Star Friday, matchup number three. Now, you know, I gotta venture to the other side of the ball, man, to my pretty boys, my glamour side, man, my big money guys. You know, the ones that kiss the babies and sign all the autographs. And I'm talking about you, Seven. I'm talking about you, Mr. Ben Roethlisberger. I'm talking about you, Mr. I done turned the clock back 30 years. My elbow feels like I just came out my mama. I'm ready to go. I can't wait to throw for 700,000 billion passing yards this season. Yes, Big Ben, I need you versus that giant secondary because let's be real. They got Jabril Peppers and he's cool, but he's more gadget. He's more let's get you involved, you know, in, in jumping routes and the running game than he is necessarily playing in the deep middle a la Mika Fitzpatrick and some of those other guys. Yeah. So with that being said, the Giants secondary, they don't really have a lot of dogs back there. They do not. Outside of Jabril, they, they got a lot of question marks. They, That's that what they, they do, do have. A lot of question marks, man. And we can go down the list of these names. Guys, you won't even know. Julian Love, does it ring a bell? Nope. Nah, not really. Uh, uh, you want to name the rest of them? I don't even care about the rest of them because at the end of the day, they can't match up with Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Vince McDonald, Eric Ebron. Oh, and if we want to get real nasty out the back, but you got James Conner, and we ain't even talking about the young boys after Ooh. that. But, man. That's a nightmare matchup for the Giants, and we talked about just last year, they struggled mightily against the pass. That was a big reason why they were 4-12. It was a big reason why they were trying to improve themselves, but they just couldn't get the job done. So look for Big Ben to dominate this matchup tonight, man, because we've missed seven. It's been a long time since we've seen seven do what seven mm -hmm. does. And even last year, the two games we saw, I mean, versus Patriots defense, it was really good. Versus Seahawks defense at the time was really good. Yeah. This Giants defense is nowhere near that no. big fella. Nowhere near that. So, seven, go to work. Go to work. Big Ben versus the New York secondary. Five-star Friday. Matchup number four. All right, man. So, you know, we got to go back to the defensive side of the ball just one more time, man, because this is another very intriguing matchup. And it can be sneaky a little bit because outside of Saquon, there is a drop-off compared to the next 
viable offensive talent. Sure. But for me, man, Evan Ingram, he can't produce he can't present some challenges. Man, we talked about how he's a very speedy, shifty tight end, but he's had health concerns. As it stands today, he is very healthy though. So Look for guys like Terrell Edmonds, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Marcus Allen, if needed, to match up against Evan Ingram. That's going to be a critical matchup, man. He's the only other guy outside of Saquon that can really present some challenges. When you look at the receivers of the Giants, man, Golden Tate's dealing with a hamstring issue. Yep. He wasn't a blazer anyways, but when you add in the hamstring element of it, we saw Mike Evans last night struggle to get open because hamstrings are just iffy when it comes to receivers. Then after that, you got Sterling Shepard. He really hasn't done anything on a consistent basis. He's more so living off the reputation of three or four years ago. Right. Evan Ingram is the guy right now. That's the real threat. So when I think of Edmund, when I think of Fitzpatrick, when I think of Marcus Allen, they're going to get their opportunities with him because you know Devin Bush is going to be with Saquon. That's his matchup. You don't want to have Vince Williams isolated on Evan Ingram because that's just not good money right there. But when we look at Minka Fitzpatrick, we know he can cover with the best of them. When we look at Marcus Allen, we know them putting him at inside linebacker, he's going to excel in the coverage department there. And then Terrell Edmonds, he checks every box on an athletic standpoint. The biggest thing with him is going to be how he finishes plays. But look for those three guys in some variation yeah. versus Evan Ingram, man. They have to win that matchup. They do that. That makes this offense completely one-dimensional. And then we sing, and here we go, Steelers all night, baby. Evan Ingram versus whoever's going to be lining up on him. Minka, Edmonds, Allen. Group effort to slow down a talented athletic tight end. Oh, this is going to feel good. Oh, I've been waiting to do this. Oh, yeah. Here we go, oh, baby. Here, here we go. We here we go. Ready? Ready? You ready? Are you this, ready? I mean, this is what they're really I'm ready if you're ready. Right here. Oh, here we go. Five-star Friday. number five here we go you know we got to talk about these coaches man we had joe judge he was talking very highly at coach tom and how coach tom was a mentor for him somebody mm -hmm. he looked up to but this is a very intriguing matchup because you have Coach Tomlin and his veteran staff, a guy that's had most of these guys up there for a while. Obviously, you bring in Matt Canada, but he already has continuity and familiarity with a guy like uh, uh, James Conner and things like that. So there isn't a lot of new people mm. or it's not a lot of we need time to adapt and adjust to each other with Coach Tomlin's staff. Whereas Joe Judge, it's a lot of unknown right now. It's going to be their first game, all of them together. We don't know what they're running on offense. We don't know what they're running on defense. You ask them, man, they could be running a 3-4. They could be running a 4-3. We could look like they could look like New England. They could look multiple. All the reports have said all these things. And, of course, the players, they're saying the same things. Yeah, we're going to do some everything, man. I like this defense. It's complex, but it's simplified. Doesn't really make a lot of sense to me when I'm hearing you speak like that, but it is what it is. At the end of the day, though, Coach T has to prove to be the more veteran, the more mature, the more prepared for these type of circumstances mm. than a Joe Judge. We know going into the game, Joe Judge is going to have a great scheme for what the Steelers want to do on offense, what they want to do on defense, because that has not changed throughout the past 10 years. Let's be real about it. And Coach Tomlin, he's going to have to come in uh, uh, kind of on his heels because you don't really know sure. what the Giants are going to be running on an offense and defensive standpoint. But look to Coach Tomlin for his in-game adjustments. We've talked about in the past where Coach T can make an adjustment on the fly, get a situation how it needs to be, and ultimately take over the game. We know from a personnel standpoint, the Steelers are far and away the better team. This is where it also has to show up, man, from a coaching standpoint. Once you get those first 15 plays out from Joe Judge and we start to see the wrinkles that he wants to do, 
make your adjustment, and go ahead and dominate from then on out, man. If Coach T can do that versus Joe Judge, man, everything falls into order, and it's a great night for our Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, look at you timing there with the music. Just it's not perfectly. my first rodeo, man. I mean, Come I on, tell baby. you what. Uh, one more time, Arthur Motes, for those who might have missed it, run them through the gamut. The five matchups that will determine the victor tonight on Monday Night Football. Yes, indeed, man. Five-star Five or five star Monday matchup number one. I was gonna say Friday five star matchup number one. You gotta go Devin Bush first. Saquon Barkley. This is the only situation where I'm going to say Michigan over Penn State, all right? <laughs> so that's how that matchup needs to be. At number two, TJ White and Bud Dupree versus Cameron Fleming and Andrew Thomas. Young tackles, tackles that don't have a lot of productivity versus two bona fide studs. A defensive player of the year candidate and a guy in a contract year, they have to dominate that matchup. Five-star Monday matchup number three, big Ben, come on, seven, Woo. man. You got a giant secondary that is abysmal. Woo. You got a giant secondary that has a Jabril Peppers that came from Cleveland, and we already know what Cleveland looks Who? like. Only thing good from Cleveland is LeBron James and Joe what? Hayden. That's it. What? That's it, all what? right? LeBron James and Joe Hayden. Everybody what? else is terrible. What? Terrible. What? But that's the third matchup, man. At number four, we got the trio, man. Terrell Edmonds, Mika Fitzpatrick, Marcus Allen versus Evan Ingram. We know Evan is an athlete, but it does not matter because we have better athletes in <laughs> Pittsburgh. And then at number five, man, Coach T and that veteran staff making the adjustments needed versus Joe Judge and the unknown of what he could present on an offensive and defensive standpoint, the wrinkles associated with that. I can't wait, man. I'm excited. Woo. I'm ready to run through a wall right now. I I might watch the game with my helmet on. I'm storing it out. There. I might I might get in my pads tonight, man. Hey, you know it take a lot for that. I'm just feeling I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. Arthur Motes, fantastic. The juice as always. Little five star Monday here to get you ready for Monday Night Football. Keep those tweets rolling in. We've got a bunch that we will get to here on the other side. At West Euler at the body 52. The body. A couple uh, of the things that Arthur Motes touched on there that I want to ask him a couple specifics about as it relates to this Steelers-Giants rumble at MetLife Field, MetLife Stadium, pardon me, tonight, 7-10 on Monday Night Football. The conversation continues on the other side. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Return of the Motes there in the last segment. Felt good with that five-star Friday here on a Monday. As we, uh, you know, again, we said we are the pre, pre, pre-game show right here. Steelers Blitz, the electric factory, getting you Ready, uh, we've got you here until 2 o'clock, all right? And then get this, Arthur Motes, a little, little shuffling of the lines today, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so all you've right. got us until 2 o'clock, um, and then from 2 until 5, Arthur Motes, you've got Adam Crowley. Okay. All right? And then 5 o'clock, the DVE uh, 
pre actually you know what <laughs> two o'clock you got adam crowley three o'clock the dve pregame there shows. we go the pre-pre-show starts at three the pregame starts at five so folks we get off the air here in about 40 minutes or so uh you got crowley for an hour you've got pre-pre-show starting at three on uh on dve all kinds of steelers coverage here within the iheart family and of course on your 24 7 home of the black and gold baby nobody talking that stellars uh like we do here on snr um couple things arthur motes uh speaking of five star friday uh that i want to discuss with you but before we get there this is a pretty cool tweet just coming across uh the dot com here from uh stefan is it stefan or stefan it's stefan isn't it which Wiz- one? Wisniewski. Stefan. It's Stefan. Yeah, yeah. S-T-E-F-E-N. Okay. And then Stefan is to it. Yeah. Okay, so but he's S-T-E-P-H-O-N. Right, yeah. right. I get that. These guys, I mean, come on. I got you, man. <laughs> hey, look, look, it's teamwork, baby. I'm here That's for right. you. I'm here for you. Um, but Wisniewski taking to Twitter here uh, within the last hour saying, man, I can't believe I get to start at guard for my hometown team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, tonight on Monday Night Football. I feel so blessed and so ready to go. That's pretty sweet for him, Motsi. I oh, mean, yeah. he's a guy who has had a, a very successful career, decade-long career in the NFL. He he's started in two Super Bowls, so he has certainly kind of you know checked a lot of those career achievement boxes. But to you know to get to lace him up on Monday Night Football in prime time for the team you grew up rooting for, that's that's pretty sweet. Oh, without a doubt, man. Yeah, that's probably something that he's dreamed about since he was a little kid too, man. So. Anytime you're getting the opportunity to do that, man, super surreal, man. I'm happy for him, man. Me too. Hopefully, you know what's going to make it better? What's if he goes out there and balls out. <laughs> he goes out there and balls out and get him a victory. A victory. Yo, it's a, victory. a great day. It's a great day. That's all I'm saying, man. Um, I wanted to ask you, you talked a little bit in your Five Star Friday matchup about – Five Star Monday, pardon me – about um, kind of the Steelers, the veteran staff nature of the Steelers versus the new staff, uh, Joe Judge and – the New York football giants. Arthur Moach, how much can the Steelers take? And this is, uh, you know, you'll like this, because this is, I think, this is particularly a question for the Steelers' defense. Uh, Jason Garrett, for those unfamiliar that might be listening to us right now, you know that name, Jason Garrett. Obviously, mm-hmm. he was the head coach of the Cowboys for, what, like the last eight or nine years. Yeah. He's now the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. So he is Joe Judge's offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, sticking in the NFC East, going from uh, from Dallas to New York. How much can the Steelers pull from what Jason Garrett offenses have done in the past? How much of that, again, can you have as an example? How much of that is going to change now that he wasn't really he wasn't calling plays in Dallas? So how like how much can you take from what Jason Garrett's offenses did in Dallas to what you could potentially see from the Giants tonight? I think it's a lot of similarities. Um, when you look at just the rosters from an offensive standpoint. Uh, Young quarterback, really trying to prove himself, hasn't really established himself as dominant. And Daniel Jones, similar to what he had in Dak Prescott during his time there. You have an all-world running back that can pretty much do it all, similar to what he had in Dallas with Zeke. Now you have that with Saquon. Um, The receiver standpoint is going to be similar to prior to them making the trade for Amari Cooper. Before they made the trade to Omari Cooper, they didn't really have a, a mega star wide receiver. It was just good players, and it was a drop-off after that. And you look at Golden Tate. He's a good player, can pretty much do it all. Some people have called him a poor man's Heinz Ward. But after that, there is a bit of a drop-off. And now, obviously, the biggest issue is going to be how they protect because in Dallas sure. you had the, the superstar offensive line, whereas in New York, 
they they are a work in progress in that department. So watching uh, Cowboys tape is definitely going to be some similarities in terms of how they attack, in terms of some of the calls, in terms of isolating and highlighting matchups, finding ways to, to highlight Saquon Barkley and get him out in space, get him one-on-one. Sure. You're going to see a lot of those similarities. After that, though, man, when you as long as it's Jason Garrett, you're good. When it comes to the defense, though, hmm. good luck. Good I luck. mean, yeah, put your hand in there and, and hope for the best because <laughs> – you can see what they were running in Miami. You can see what they were running in uh, New York what, a year ago, I believe it was, when he was there. You can also look at uh, when he was in New England as well. So there are a lot of different things that can mm-hmm. happen from a defensive standpoint just with that coordinator over there. And so I think that's going to be the most tricky part. But with Jason Garrett, you you know what he is and you know what he's going to try to do just because of how similar these offenses are. Now, like I said, in, in terms of different, all right, we got a star running back. They had a star running back. They got an up-and-coming quarterback, up-and-coming cornerback. Just in that vein, it's a lot of similarities between the two. I like that. I, I do like those parallels that you draw there. So maybe not necessarily schematically on the field as much, but mm-hmm. maybe personnel-wise. And, 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 and just the overall theme. Like we yeah. talk, That's the one thing we would always talk about in Pittsburgh when we had a different coordinator that we seen somewhere else. And obviously he has different personnel. How does he handle that? We would say, well, look. It might not be the exact same call, but each coordinator has a, a, a signature to what they like to do. I mean, obviously with, with Dick LeBeau, it was going to be the zone blitz concept, blitz. the yep. fire zones, right? We talked about Paul Gunther. When he was in uh, Cincinnati, you were going to see the double mugs, right? Mm-hmm. Guys walking yeah. through the A-gaps. Yeah. Now you watch LA, uh, you watch Vegas film right now, you see double mug all the time. <laughs> Coaches, man, when they have what they think yeah. works, they're going to implement it regardless of where they're at. And they'll have different wrinkles that will be according with the personnel they have, but they're going to go back to their calling card. They're going to go back to who they are. So that's why, in this sense, watching Dallas Tape is going to be huge because you're going to see a ton of the same type of stuff that they were using uh, Ezekiel Elliott to do, Mm. that they were doing with Zeke. They're going to be doing with Saquon. Now, I think the biggest thing, you'll see more of the passing stuff for Saquon because he's better out the backfield receiving than Zeke is. But they're going to still be a ton of similarities in terms of what they're trying to accomplish. I like it. I like it. Last one follow-up I had for you from the uh, five-star matchups. When you talk about Ben versus the Giants secondary, what do you think is going to be the game plan early on? Is it going to be a balanced offensive attack? Is it going to be lean on the run game? Or is it going to be more, let's get Ben back into this? What, what, do you think they're going to truly try and, and balance it on offense? Or do you think there'll be an onus one way or another to come out and establish the run or to come out and get Big Ben back in the group? They're throwing the ball tonight. I, I understand people will think that because they brought in uh, Derek Watt that that means, oh, we're going to use the fullback and – 21 personnel, 22 and all that stuff. Get real heavy with it. We talked about in the past, man, when you bring a fullback on the field, that attracts attention. That is going to bring bigger body people. That's going to make you crowd the box. And that's not going to be very advantageous for James Conner running the ball. You want to space a team out. And especially when you look at this team like the Giants, who their biggest advantage right now is their D-line versus all offensive line. Mm-hmm. We're talking about having three new starters on this offensive line, or at least new position starters on this offensive line, whereas the Giants, they have a 10-sack guy in Marcus Golden. They have two guys that have four-and-a-half sacks in turn. I forgot the uh, the name of the uh, the two out, other outside linebacks that they have. Yeah. But they all uh, – matter of fact, here it is right here. Um, in terms of Lorenzo Carter and Lorenzo I don't know how to Carter, pronounce the yeah. other guy's name. is like Zimes or something like that. Uh, O'Shane uh, Zimes is X-I-M-I-N-E-S, something like that. 
when you look at that along with Dexter uh Dexter Lawrence, they have some continuity up front. They've had some success up front. And when you're looking at this offensive line saying, okay, we're going to have a new starting left guard in Matt Fowler. We're going to have a new starting right guard in Stefan Wisniewski. We're going to have a new starting right tackle in Zach Banner. Yeah. When you, I mean, that's a lot of uncertainty to just ask them to, hey, let's go up here and dominate this D-line that we know has been good before. Right. So I don't really see why you want to do that, whereas you have a very clear advantage when you're looking at this secondary that includes Julian Love, Corey Ballantyne, James Bradbury. And uh, and obviously Jabril Peppers, he's their best guy in that secondary. But other than that, those other names I listed off, they're going to struggle in a big-time way. None of them have a lot of experience. None of them have a lot of productivity. So when I think of that, why try to take one of – why try to use your question mark and put your question mark against their strength right. when you can take your clear-cut advantage against their clear-cut weakness? And that's why I, I see the game happening how it is in terms of them – making it clear that they want to throw the ball because if Ben is healthy like he says he is and all the reports have said that, and if these receivers are playing how all the reports have said they've been playing out of training camp, that that would be like when we had L. Bell and, and, and A.B. and we're saying, you know what, we're, we're not even going to try to to air it out. We're not going to try to space y'all and get these yeah. guys in space. We're going to get real condensed and just run the ball to, to – to get this bravado going. No, you don't need that, man. Once you hit them with a couple of passes downfield, you spread them out a little bit, then the running game opens up perfect. But to try to do it the other way, you're going to get in very uh, – you're just going to be behind the eight ball because you think about this, right? First and second down, you come on, you try to do the traditional, let's establish the run game, and you're getting tackled for a one-yard gain or a loss. Well, now you're getting put in third and long. You don't want third and long versus pass rushers that that have gotten to the quarterback proven. Like I said, you get a double-digit sack guy like Marcus Golden, scheme or not, 10 sacks is 10 sacks, however you want to slice it. Yep. You don't want to create that type of environment, especially with Big Ben's first game back. Whereas if you're getting a couple of quick and easy throws on first and second down, just moving the ball, the nothing crazy, style, right? Yeah. And we've seen Ben do that yeah. as well. Yeah. Now you're looking at third and short, third and manageable, and we talk about guys that, that oh, they still like to play beyond the sticks, third and short, they'll still throw it deep. That's fun to do when it's third and short. You can get away with that. When it's third and ten, there yeah. is they're not you're not surprising them with that. Yeah. So that's the only thing. And then obviously if it's third and short, now you can go and say spread them up, but get the ball to James Conner. You can have a four-wide set, give it to James, and watch him go to work. You can have a three-wide set and, and still have a tight end spaced out. Mm-hmm. And those are the type of things that I see the Steelers doing to ultimately take advantage of a giant secondary. I, I don't see the purpose initially of trying to go out here and we're going to establish that we're just – we can run the ball down your throat and, and we're going to 21 personnel it. And when I say 21, I'm talking about running back, fullback, tight end yes. out there, bigger body bigger guys. Bigger body personnel. I just don't see the point in them doing that versus this Giants defense. Arthur Motes laying it down as always. Uh, little Professor Motes Monday will have what on Wednesday yes. of this week. <laughs> uh, because reminder to everybody, we are back to normal uh, Steelers season schedule. So that means tomorrow at noon, it's Mike Tomlin time. So Motsi and I, we won't talk to Yins again until better, Wednesday. You better be tuned in for Coach T as well. You better be tuned in for if Coach I T as well, If I find out you ain't too. tuned in because we weren't on and <laughs> Coach T was talking, oh, I'm coming to find you, baby. <laughs> Last chance here. On the other side, Arthur Motes and I will give our score predictions for tonight. We'll read your tweets. We got a lot of predictions already. Keep those rolling in. We'll also, Motsi... Sing the Here We Go song one more time. I mean, come on. Got to do it, right? It's only right. Obviously, for those that missed it in the first hour and to really set the tone going forward, we'll wrap up our, uh, you know, our pre-pre-pre-game show. Last chance to get those tweets in or forever hold your peace until Wednesday. I mean, like... 
46 hours. That's a long time. That's a long time. Matt Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. Questions, comments, concerns, reactions, and of course, your prediction, score prediction for tonight's game. All that on the table when we wrap up the show on the other side. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. This is Steelers Blitz on a game day on SNR. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my home. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long. It's finally time for some Steelers football. Did somebody say something about getting fired up? You know, normally, Motsi, from the time football season ends, from the time Steelers season ends, you know, until September, it's a long wait. But it's been even longer this year with with the quarantine and the pandemic and no OTAs and no minicamp and no rookie minicamp and no veteran minicamp and no Latrobe and no St. Vincent College and no Hall of Fame weekend where we were supposed to have all kinds of Steelers legends inducted and no preseason games where the Steelers were supposed to play five times this season. You know what, Motsi? I don't care anymore. We made it. 7-10 tonight. I was going to say, quick side note, man. The first part of your rant, I totally wasn't paying attention because Renegade was playing. And when Renegade plays, man, my brain shuts off. It goes to a dark place. I get turned up. So forgive me for missing the first half of that, man. I just heard, oh, mama, and I locked out. I was like, oh, yeah, it's over. You just redlined there for yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought about tackling you. I got scared. I was like, hey, don't go there. Most don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it to him, blood, man. <laughs> Love it. All right, before we get to our predictions, Motsi, you know, we ask for them on the Twitter.com, and we got them today. The people are fired up. Mav is going, or pardon me, not Mav. I'm reading <laughs> names wrong here. Antonio is going Steelers 31, Giants 13, Ebron with two touchdowns. Mm, Thrash, okay, okay. our buddy Winchester's finest. Steelers 28-7. to Juju catches Ben's first touchdown. I like these additional okay, predictions okay. along along with the uh, – Along with the scores here, uh, Jab on Twitter says, I have the Steelers winning 24-10. to 10. Deontay Johnson gets himself a 100-yard game and two touchdowns. Chase Claypool, two catches for 60 yards, so a big play for Chase. And the Steelers' defense holds Saquon to 70 yards rushing. Cam and TJ combined for three sacks. Very specific there from Jab. Mm-hmm. I love it. Our buddy, Denvin, uh, our buddy Devin, pardon me, out in Denver, the human flamethrower Steelers. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. 35 to 3, he says the Steelers. Light work for the Steelers, according to Devin. What else do we got here? Uh, a couple more here. Hold on. Let me sift through these tweets. Uh, Harry says game day prediction Steelers 49, Giants 14. I'll tell you what, we'll have a lot of fun if the Steelers score 49 points tonight, Motsi. Um, we got some reviews from the Here We Go song, obviously. Thrash says Motsi sounds. Sound effects are elite. <laughs> uh, Christopher says, I'm in my living room screaming. I'm so hyped. That was a great version. Don Juan says, you remember the movie Little Giants? That who the, that's who the New York Giants are. Great hype man, Arthur Motes. Oh, I love it. I love it. Richard chimes in here. Today feels like a holiday. Go Steelers. 
uh, on, a, <laughs> on a different subject. In the words of Danny Green, Tom Brady was who we thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I tell you what, if that team, if the Buccaneers continue to struggle, uh, Steelers fan. I mean, a lot of NFL fan bases, yeah. but Steelers fans are going to have a lot of fun. Uh, with that one. Rebecca, the lit one, Mosey. Lit, 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 lit. She says, I'm so proud of this version of the Here We Go song. Brought a tear to this megawatt's eyes. West starting out good with the first week of the season. Setting, setting the standard, pardon me. Um, everyone needs a hype man like Motes. <laughs> I can't I just, believe, I just tried to do my I can't part, believe man. we didn't get any animal sounds, though, she says. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a giant animal sound. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Like a giant, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't maybe know, just man. a big giant yeah. walking through the forest. Uh, Jamie chimes in, got that autograph picture from Arthur Moats. Gonna keep it close and consider it a good luck charm until Major proven, love, man. Until Major proven love. otherwise. Uh, Russell says here, uh, Steelers are gonna school the Giants tonight 38 to 13, eight sacks and two interceptions for the Steelers. Hey, it wouldn't surprise me, man. Hey, it could get into I'll that tell you this, Russell. If the Steelers have eight sacks and two interceptions, I don't think the Giants are scoring 13 points. But I'll take it regardless. Um, Rebecca also wants to know how we feel about Zach Brown and his first start. I'm, I'm fired mm-hmm. up. I'm ready to see him out there. I, I certainly am. Nice test for you. know, it's not right, It's right. not um, you know, Von Miller or Chandler Jones or somebody like that that he's going against. But a, a, right. nice, a nice test tonight on Monday night for Zach Banner. I'm excited to, uh, to see how that plays out. Steel City Reese, 34-14, Steelers win. Chase Claypool, two touchdowns. Nice debut. People are, people are, <laughs> people are loving it, loving it. And uh, last one here in terms of on the air because we got to move along here, but you can keep those tweets coming in. Uh, Jordan, Steelers, 27-16. We will start slow in the first quarter, quarter but dominate quarters two through four. So a lot of different predictions there, Motsi. Some close, some blowouts. Everybody going with the Steelers. Before we get to our predictions – you know this. Here we go. Here we go. We're keeping track of our records this year. I like it. Um, On Friday, Arthur Motes, you know, we didn't talk to him on the show last week. We haven't talked to him in two weeks because you haven't been on on two Thursdays. And, you know, he digs his heels in now and he doesn't come on the show unless Arthur Motes is here. He's a real one for that. (laughs) Uh, But our buddy Brian Bacco, I got his prediction so that we could get him on the record. He says 21 to 13 Steelers. Ooh, I like That's it. That's where He did have a last great prediction year, last year, know, man. He was he was pretty good last year. He joined us like uh, you know, started doing the predictions with us a little bit into the season, man. I think he was like nine and three in mm-hmm. the predictions yeah. he made with us on the show. Uh, so the Steelers six point favorites. So Backo, and that's how we do this too. You have to pick for and against the spread, all right? Because then it's just too easy. Backo twenty one to thirteen. So he's got the Steelers covering minus six. Mozi, let's do it. All right, listen, I know we only got one prediction to give here, but it wouldn't be right without the NFL <laughs> Films music, all right? You gotta love it, baby. Let's go. Who's going first? I mean, I feel like it's only right that you go first, right? I don't know. You tell me. I mean, you like going first, don't you? Alphabetically, all right. We'll go Euler instead before Mozart. There we go. I like it. Uh, you know what's funny? Is that uh, until I texted Brian Backo and got his prediction, until I saw Brian Backo actually over the weekend and got his prediction, if we're being completely honest here, 21 to 13 was my prediction too. <laughs> but you know what, Moxie? You know how when they, you know, you know when you were a kid, when you were growing up, and you had your friends to the house, you know, and your your parents would always tell you, hey. If your guest wants to do this, you got to do what your guest wants to do, right? You got to make your friend feel comfortable. It's not all about what you want to do. You got to do what your friend wants to do. Brian Backo, he's our guest here on the Steelers Blitz. He's a good friend, but he's a guest nonetheless. 
So I'll let him have that pick at 21-13. And you know what? Forget about it. I mean, we're a big deal here. What? I'll just have Boswell making a field goal. 24 to 13. There we go. Steelers at MetLife. The Steelers win by 11. They cover the minus six. Arthur Motes, what say you? I like it, man. For me, I keep it a lot simpler, man. I'm 20, oh, excuse me, 27 to 10, man. I think the Steelers get out early. Um, Look for Big Ben, man. Like I said, they hit two nice daggers downfield on the man. And I just don't see them having enough to, to keep up. Now, the 10 points that they score... I think they'll have one of those uh, one of those scores be in the first half, hmm. and then after that, I see a garbage time, whether it's a field goal or it might be a garbage time touchdown, whatever it is, seven and one half, three and the other half, however you want to slice it up. But that's ultimately how it's going to be for those guys tonight, man. But yeah, look for the, the Steelers to just yeah take care of business and, and never really feel threatened throughout this game. From our lips. We speak it into existence. I got 24-13. Arthur Motes, 27-10. Brian Backo, 21-13. All of us with the Steelers' victory. All of us with the black and gold covering the minus six. It's now moved down to minus five, but we're not shying away from that original number, Motsy. Steelers win and cover tonight, according to all three of your experts here on SNR. All right, last thing to do before we get out of here, for those of you who missed it in the first hour of the show, for those of you maybe who, again, just aren't familiar We take the Here We Go song, the classic Steelers, Here We Go Steelers, Here We Go. We rewrite the lyrics every single week to get you hyped for the upcoming opponent. So without further ado, it's the Here We Go song, week one, New York Giants edition. My hype man's getting ready over there. You already know I'm hype, baby. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. It's about that time. Three verses for you. Drop that opening first, baby. Finally made it. It's time for the show. It's game time, baby. New York and Pittsburgh, you already know. Pittsburgh got better taxes. Hope Danny Dimes comes ready to run for his life. Because here comes TJ Cotton through the O-line like a knife. Here we go. Look like hot knife through butter, baby. Me laugh there, man. Hot knife through butter. You know what time it is, man. We fired up. My man TJ can't wait to get after it. And you know who about to get after it? My man West for first two, baby. Get after it. Let's see if I can not mess this one up. <laughs> First game for Joe Judge, puff with no fans. He's no judge, he doesn't have a jury. He already knows his plan. <laughs> Saquon left, Saquon right, uh-huh. but Big Cam Hayward gonna stuff them all night. Here we go. O-H-I-O over Penn State any day. Come on, baby. And besides, it's Pittsburgh. We'd rather walk with Pitt than Penn State. So look for Cam to dominate. All right, last verse. Got to finish strong. Kill it, man. Kill it. Come on, West, one time. Big Ben back in the fold. Seven, baby. That's great news for the black and gold. You got to love it. Tonight at kickoff, we'll all be in heaven mm-hmm. as we begin that climb to the stairway to seven. Seven leads us to seven, man. Y'all know how this thing goes, man. Pittsburgh over New York any day. Better taxes, less traffic, better food, better people. And besides, man, who can't? I mean, dude, we Pittsburgh, baby. Pittsburgh is better than New York. No one even likes New York, man. Get them out of here, baby. Get them out of here. Can't wait, man. Monday Night Football, steal a takeover, man. Let's get it. Woo! Arthur Motes. Steelers, Giants, tonight, 7-10 ESPN, Monday Night Football in primetime. 
Folks, enjoy it. You deserve it. It's been a long offseason. It's been a crazy 2020. You had to wait an extra day to watch your team. You got to go to work on a Monday. Everybody else got to wake up yesterday on Sunday. And I'm ordering pizza and I'm making wings and my team plays at 1 o'clock. And you still had to sit there and wait for an extra 30-some hours. Well, tonight, it will all be worth it as the Pittsburgh Steelers will roll the New York Giants and Arthur Motes and I will be back with you on Wednesday to break it all down. A reminder, pre-pregame show starts on DVE at 3 o'clock. You got Adam Crowley for the next hour, 2 to 3. He's early today to, uh, to, to just keep you ready, keep this momentum, keep this mojo and this energy flowing until kickoff. Motsi, it was fun. Good stuff today. Always a blast with you, baby. You know that. Feels a little sense, a big sense of a return to normalcy today. Uh, breaking the games down, getting ready. And like I said, we will have all the reaction on Wednesday because tomorrow at noon, it'll be the Mike Tomlin press conference. It'll be the head coach breaking down. And uh, you better be tuned in. Tonight's result. You absolutely better be tuned in. So we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Back in our original spot, back in our original groove. High noon is the time. And as always, you know where to find us. It's on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steeler Nation Radio.